On this edition of Oski Talk, we talk about Illinois opening their 2020 basketball season with a win over North Carolina A&T. We preview the rest of their Thanksgiving tournament and take a look at Illinois football's matchup against number three, Ohio State. Let's go. This won't end well for Illinois. Here's a three. It ended well. <laughs> McCourt for the win. In the air. It is up. And it is good. Fourth and 16. Pressure comes. And Matt Orbebe with the ball in the air. Makes the catch. Yes. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Oski Talk. My name is Anthony Pasquale with Patrick Catazone, a jam-packed episode for you guys here on Thanksgiving. Let's get right into it with our front page. First and foremost here on the front page, the Illini feasted on North Carolina A&T in their season opener, winning by 62 points, 122-60. to 60. Great games from Ayo Desumu, Adam Miller, Kofi Coburn, they just looked like the complete better team from start to finish. They sure did, and uh, this is something that I think you can expect from this Illini team. Last year and in the past couple of years when we'd have these games, you know, it would it would kind of be closer than that. I think you could look at Michigan today and see, you know, that 20-point that win, but Bowling Green always being in that game, Illini, you know, in the past were never really able to pull away and and uh you know Michigan kind of felt that today which was kind of nice to watch but um this new Illini team is just able to blow out teams that they are better than and that's what you expect from a number eight team in the country um and that's what we saw from Io and and Adam today yeah absolutely they both finished with career high 28 points um two I mean two things about it first of all Obviously, it's a career high for Adam Miller. It's his first game ever. But those 28 points set the new all-time record for a freshman in their debut at Illinois. He finishes the day with 28 points, 10 of 12 shooting, 6 of 8 from 3 in 27 minutes played. Also had three rebounds um, as well. So great effort from Adam Miller. Then on the flip side, Ayo Desumu gets only his second career double-double. 10 rebounds for him, 28 points, a career high for him as well. And those two guys really set the tone for the offense all day long. They they really did. Um, you saw that early. I think the uh, score kind of got away from the line almost a little bit. Um, you know, towards the end of that second half, they they just kind of let the game roll on. So it, it was a bigger blowout than 60 points, which is kind of shocking. But Look, those, those are the guys that are going to set the tone. Um, it, it seemed pretty early that Adam, Adam Miller has a good understanding of this defense as well, um, which is something to expect. And, um, you know, this this team has really worked hard, harder on the defense. Um, coming in, Brad Underwood, I think, struggled a little bit those first two years. Um, last year we saw a, a huge improvement, and I think you're just going to see another step forward in this defense, um, which is really nice to uh, learn. You know, we, we, we heard guys like Coleman Hawkins saying, um, you know, it's, it's kind of difficult to learn the defense. It's something you don't know in high school. And to have guys like Adam Miller come out of high school and, and pretty much bring it that first game is, is very impressive. And um, it's now we're now at the point where we can consistently, you know, demand good defense from Brad Underwood because he's going to bring it. 
um, he, the way he's taught his players now and um, the way that this program is moving, um, the defense will continue to be pretty great. Yeah, absolutely. Kofi Coburn is going to open up a lot of shooting lanes for Desumu, who also had five threes of his own, and of course for Miller, who is a very complete player, but at the end of the day, he he is a shooter more than anything else, and he led the way with six threes. Illinois actually broke their all-time record for three-pointers made in a game with 17, um, end up scoring well over 100 points. Kofi, a double-double of his own 18 points, and uh, I believe 10 rebounds or 11 rebounds for him as well. So everybody was getting involved. It was nice to see Jacob Grandison get an, into double figures. Um, Andre Curbelo had a nice game off the bench as well. I'm pretty sure out of the people that were healthy, the entire bench got emptied. Um, I, I like what I saw from the newcomers. I like what I saw from the veterans. I mean, the team just looked good. They did look good. And, and I want to mention the three-point shooting first. That was great. The one thing that Pete Alana, you know, media and, and analysts said about Illinois was the three-point shooting was going to be trouble. Um, that that might hold Illinois back from winning a national championship. Then you go out in the first game of the season and you break the three-point shooting record. Um, that just goes to show you that they they haven't lost a step with losing Alan Griffin. You know, he was a three-point shooter. Obviously, he left this year because uh, of family complications and, and other issues going on, um, you know, at home and, and with the team. Um, so you lose your big your big three point shooter. Everyone's like, well, there he is. That's that's the problem. Then Adam Miller comes in um, and shoots light, lights out from behind the arc. He was absolutely excellent. Um, he got great shots, and I, I want to say Io too looked pretty good. He took a couple shots behind the arc. Um, you know, not not coming off the ball, just getting it right away and shooting it. Um, so that's the one part of the game that he really needed to focus on, and it's clear that he he has worked. Um, pretty hard on that. I mean, we, we heard Brad Underwood say again and again that, that Io has improved. Um, and when you see his season last year and now you look at him, wow. If that improvement is three-point shooting, um, you have a complete NBA player right there. So now, and, and I want to say this too, I don't want to get Illini fans too worried, but you now have potentially three NBA draft picks in your starting lineup. So that's something to be excited about. Yeah, it, it's definitely good for now, and I guess we'll worry about later when we get to it. But nonetheless, Illinois comes out on top 122-60. to 60. The defense was so good in the first half, only allowed 19 points total. They kept the Aggies scoreless for nine whole minutes in a row, um, and they went on, I think, like 27-0 to run. The spread was 27-and-a-half. Uh, I know we were talking about that earlier. They doubled it and covered it, so... Great effort from them, and they're right back at it tomorrow and or today, I should say, and Friday. Yeah, too. One thing I do want to mention too that this might actually be one of the best defensive starting lineups in all of college basketball. I, when you start Demonte Williams there um, instead of a Georgie, a guy that you know, like you said, is able to play up a little bit, um, you add that little extra step on defense that that makes it elite. So um, you want to talk about scoring, and I, I know I've talked a lot about scoring. The defense was absolutely excellent. Um, you know, combine that with 28 points from, from your two, uh, your two best guards, um, you're going to win a lot of games. So it's exciting. And I don't want to get too excited because it's North Carolina A&T. We got Chicago state tomorrow, which ranked, I believe 153, um, on Ken Palm's, uh, ranking list. And there's 157 programs on that list. Um, so probably more of the same tomorrow and probably the more of the same on Friday. The big test is a week, um, from today or, uh, six days from Thursday, when we play Baylor, that's going to be the real test uh, from, for this team. 
Yeah, but you know, one and zero is one and zero. Doesn't matter who you play. Illinois got off to uh, the right start that they wanted to, and they start their 2020-2021 season one and zero. Next year on the front page, we're going to get into some Illini football. They play Ohio State this weekend. We're going to preview that game. Um, you know, a lot of uh, Illinois people, a lot of people in general, don't expect Illinois to win this game. Um, I would say even some people would say the only way Illinois doesn't lose on Saturday is if they don't play. Yeah, it, that that might be it. Or, you know, if they do play, I feel like that line shrinks a little bit. Illinois getting a little bit of chance. Um, we'll see who has the uh, the COVID, um, who's out with COVID. We definitely will not know uh, before we uh, before they hit the field or whether or not I guess we're playing. But um, say we do play, that, that gives you a little bit of advantage. You saw Illinois struggle without all of our players out. And when you add all those players that have to, um, not only can they not play because of COVID, but they have to quarantine because they were in contact, um, that gives you some problems. So um, hopefully they, they play this game. I think the Buckeyes will, will probably try and you know make sure that they have this game. They already had one game canceled. Um, you don't want to end up um, like Wisconsin with three games, and that disqualifies you from the Big Ten championship game. So um, I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of pressure um, on Ohio State and the Buckeyes to make sure they finish out the season with a couple more games and a couple more wins. But um, let's, I say let's get in a little bit into uh, some analysis on these uh, two teams. Yeah, I was just going to say, for those of you who don't know, reports today um, are saying that some Ohio State players have tested positive for COVID. Uh, we don't know who, we don't know how many. Um, and obviously, like you said, they definitely want to get this game in. They just saw Wisconsin have their um, college football playoff hopes ended by not only losing to Northwestern, but having another game canceled so they won't play um, the required amount. Um, and Ohio State came in as a top four team. So they're definitely going to want this game to be played on the analysis side of it. Um, I guess I'll start. Um, Illinois needs to stick to a particular game plan, in my opinion, to win this game. Um, we know Brandon Peters can protect the football. He's going to need to do that on Saturday, but the biggest thing is you need to establish the run, obviously difficult against the type of defense that Ohio state has, but the reason it's so important is because not only does it open up passing lanes against this defense, which Indiana showed is susceptible to some big plays through the air, but the other big thing is it keeps Justin Fields off the field, and, and this Ohio State team can put up points like any team in the country here. So you're going to want to keep them off the field as much as you can. I think that means a heavy dose of Chase Brown, a heavy dose of Mike Epstein, maybe Peters on some some reads. But like you said last week, might be a good game to get Isaiah Williams involved too. Ohio State's defenses look solid, but their struggles have come against mobile quarterbacks. So that might be a key defensively. You know, their their offense is way overpowered compared to this defense. So you're just going to need to keep forcing those turnovers the way they do week in, week out. Yeah, that's, I mean, uh, I'll start on the offense. I absolutely agree with you. Um, from a quarterback and running back position, you have to bring everything you, ha you have. Um play calling has to be perfect. It has to be perfect to beat um, Ohio State. you got to bring Mike Epstein a lot. Obviously, Chase Brown has to be, have a big day, but that has to pair really well with the pass game. Um, just like you said, you got to open that up a little bit. Um, wide receivers have to be good there. I feel like that's something we don't talk about a whole lot. Um, Josh Matterbebe, we expect him to be good, but he has to be excellent today. He can't miss a catch, um, or excuse me, this weekend. And um, Same goes for Casey Washington. Um, and, and Hightower as well. 
Um, every part of the game has to be excellent. You feel good about having a pretty excellent uh, offensive line in this one. Um, you can expect the rush from Ohio State. Um, Tommy uh, Togiaya, I believe is how you pronounce his name, defensive tackle um, for Ohio State. It's the guy who's going to be bringing pressure. So the pressure is going to come from the outside. That being said, Jonathan Cooper and Zach Harrison are both excellent defensive ends on the other end. Um, so you're going to have trouble. Um, thank God we have a top five um, offensive line in the Big Ten. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because these guys are going to be bringing pressure. Um, but primarily, I believe it's going to be coming from the inside. So um, guards have to really play up. Um, that, that means Doug Kramer um, and, and, and Kendrick Green really playing a, a solid game. Um, that being said there, too, um, secondary is also very good. Um, you know, they're, D- DBU. they're not making – yeah, it, it is DBU. Don't, don't get that wrong. Um, they're not making, you know, large interceptions per se. They only have two on the season, one coming from Sean Wade, the other for, coming from Marcus uh, Hooker. But um, they are a lockdown um, secondary. So you're going to have to really mix in some good play calling, um, you know, try and, try and give them different looks um, and, and run the ball hard um, for an offense to be successful. On the other side of it, though, this is where it gets interesting because um, Lovey Smith has to blitz a lot. Uh, we saw it last week against um, Indiana. Um, Justin Fields really struggled when there was a lot of pressure on him, and it didn't seem like Ohio State was committed to the run, run game. Um, Master Teague is an unbelievable running back. He'll be playing on Sundays very soon. Um, so it was kind of a shocker for me, at least that they weren't going to the run more. I, I, I can't believe Ryan Day did that. That was probably one of his worst called games as the Ohio State head coach. Um, just offensively, they look completely stagnant. They won despite three interceptions, but to get those interceptions, you have to, uh, force pressure, which means the secondary is going to have to play, um, really solid man defense. And, and that's where I think we lose this game. Um, I don't think the secondary is built for, um, a steady blitz. So um, with that being said, I just, I really don't see Illinois winning this one because the defense can't handle, um, you know, the high octane offense that, that is going to throw the ball where they want if you don't blitz them hard. Yeah. Um, I, I'm with you there with that. I think maybe time to get into some predictions here for this game. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, for, First of all, let's start basketball. I think we both have Illinois winning the next two against uh, Chicago State and Ohio. Um, Football, I'll let you lead us off. Illinois hosting uh, top five team. Who you got and uh, why? See, this is BS. I know you're doing this on purpose because you're going to say, well, I disagree. I think we're going to win this one. Um, (laughs) It's every week I'm the bad guy, Anthony. Um, I'll I'll go first then. I'll go no, first. No, 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 no. Let me let me go first because I I have us losing <laughs> this one and I will say when I have us losing, we typically win, which is kind of nice. Um they proved me wrong, which is a really good feeling. Um Illinois will not be getting the Illabuck back in this one. Like I said, I just don't see the secondary being able to play lockdown man de- man man um coverage when you're blitzing. And Lovey Smith has been very hesitant to bring the blitz this year. Um, I think the lack of pressure is really going to hurt the Illini, and I think they're going to lose this one by a pretty big margin. Um, that being said, I feel like that was kind of my prediction going into this podcast, and I found out that there are Buckeyes missing. Um, uh, so I, I think it'll be closer than, than other people expect. I, I expect Illinois to cover, um, which will be good. 
but I still think that um, I, I want to say the line is probably at thirty five right now. It was. So I'll probably have Alana losing. Yes, yeah, forty like to that. twenty. Okay. Um, um, 20, 20 point loss. Not too bad. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I've we've done podcasts together for this is our second year. Um, we've been through. 15 or so Illinois games, 16 now, I think. This will be the 17th. And I've picked them to lose one time. And when I picked them to lose, <laughs> they beat Wisconsin. <laughs> so I'm picking them to win. I'm picking them to win against Ohio State for two reasons. One, if they do, I can say I picked them to beat Ohio State. And second of all, I don't know. Two plus two doesn't always equal four. And I think there are enough things that could go Illinois' way for them to win this game. If, say, Ohio State, Justin Fields test positive, oh, hello. That gives Illinois a huge chance. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> we, I mean, we've played games without our starting quarterback who tested positive. Ohio State shouldn't cancel if he tests positive, in my opinion. We've done it, and we lost three games because of it, two games because of it. Ohio State is a very talented team. They could probably withstand a few guys being out. But I really like the way Illinois has played the last few weeks. I thought the defense has been good enough. Obviously, you're going to give up points to Ohio State, but you've got guys that have a nose for poking the ball out, and and that could be a big thing. It was huge against Wisconsin last year. And you have an offense that looked really good the last couple of weeks in a lot of different ways that they can move the football. So keeping Ohio State off balance is going to be key. Establishing the run is going to be key. Um, but I'll take Illinois winning it, sort of high scoring, kind of low scoring, I guess, if you're an Ohio State fan. Illinois 30, Ohio State 28. Okay. So here, here's one thing I will say. And I, I am saying this just because, you know, COVID has thrown a little bit of a loop of a season. Um, and, and we really don't know what to expect. You know, I don't think they've set a line, too. Uh, let me throw that out there. I'm pretty sure they haven't. Um, Ohio State, never mind. Ohio State um, by 28 points. So I, I was right there, right right under. I'm glad I picked that. Um, I will say this. If, if two of any of these three players are out with COVID-19, I think Illinois gives themselves an absolutely excellent chance to win this game. If any two of these three players don't play, Illinois will win, will or can win this game. That's the best way I could put it. Justin Fields, Master Teague, and uh, Trey Sermon. If the starting quarterback and the two top running backs for Ohio State do not play in this game, Illinois has a real chance. Um, pick two of those three. That's where I'll leave it for this game. I'm I'm a little bit excited. I hope they play the game, and I I, I frankly hope that all those Ohio State players are 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 safe and and don't test positive. Hopefully, it was just a a false positive. I think that's that's the best. And yeah, we wish we obviously yeah we're not wishing for anybody to have it at all. No, I don't want no, the wrong no. message to come across. We don't want anybody, Ohio State or not, to be testing positive. Yeah, um, or be sick. Sorry yeah, if that sh- was misconstrued. No. no, no, no. I just want to throw that out there too. Um, but if, if that's the case, Illinois has got a better chance of, of winning this game. Um, so hopefully those players are all there because I'd love to beat them with, with all three of them. But, um, you know, I just don't think this this team has it this year. Yeah, I mean, 
They if they play the way they did against Nebraska, they can hang with most teams in the country. So we'll see if they can do that, replicate it for another week. But with that, we're gonna get into our segment of say what? Say what? Jam packed say what here. We're gonna start with football. We're gonna go into basketball. We're hearing from four people. We're gonna start with Brandon Peters talking about his return from the COVID nineteen list and the run game in his first game back. Yeah, that was probably the most frustrating part about it was, you know, I was never really sick to the point where I didn't feel like I could be out there. Um, but at the same time, um, you know, once I realized, you know, that nothing's going to change for me being frustrated, um, you know, it kind of subsided, like you said. Um, but at, at that point, I just wanted to support my guys. You, you saw me there last week at Rutgers. Um you know, just doing what I could do um, from my standpoint uh, to help the guys out and be there for uh, support. Yeah, it feels good. I got a little help from uh, uh, Mike Epstein. He let me know about it, too. He said he pushed me in, but I don't know. We'll have to look at the film. Yeah, I think I think it was kind of funny how Brandon said uh, Epstein was the one who took the credit for his touchdown because he pushed him in from the one-yard line. But, I mean, the run game was fantastic, and, and Peters was a big part of it. Yeah, it, it sure was, and, and you know, it, obviously the pass opens up the run just as much as the run opens up the pass. It was it was all lights go for the Illini in that one, and, um, you know, hopefully you could expect more of this from Brandon Peters. I think we both expected this, that kind of gameplay um, in that first game against Wisconsin, and obviously seeing him back after that, it, it's excellent. He's he's a good quarterback, and I think a lot of people forgot that, and um, we're going to need him as, along with Isaiah Williams if we're going to beat Ohio State. Yeah, I'm with you there. And and speaking of the run game, we also are going to hear from Mike Epstein. Um, here he is talking about his relationship with Chase Brown and the way he would describe their running styles as a duo. To a question, um, I don't know. I think we're both pretty uh, balanced. I mean, I think we're both uh, pretty fast, pretty strong. Um, I don't know. I, I, it's a good, I'll have to get back to you on that one. I don't Maybe you guys could figure something out for that, but I don't know. I think we're both pretty uh, pretty balanced, like I said, and I think we could do a lot of things. We're versatile. So I think just the, the fact that we're both so versatile and can catch the ball, run the ball, block for each other. Chase had a great block for me on my run. Uh, I think it just it changes the element of the game. I mean, it's it's really hard to account for that on the part of defense. All right. Yeah, I asked him um, because I said Reggie um, – Reggie Corbin and Dre Brown were more of the traditional lightning thunder. I asked him what he thought they were, and uh, he didn't really give a full answer. But, I mean, he's right. Both guys are very balanced. Um, they get a lot done, and they open up lanes for each other when they both have big plays. So that that duo is going to be key for a lot of Illinois' success this year. Yeah, I I, I completely agree. It's it's going to be great, and, and uh, you know, I I love that they're they're working together. It's great that um, you know this this rushing game continues to be good. Obviously, Nebraska is a pretty tough test, and um, yeah, it's what you can expect. It's it's nice to see that they're, Mike Epstein's a little bit humble, and uh, uh, he's he's willing to share the uh, his his carries with Chase Brown. I I love to see that. Yeah, and here is shifting gears into basketball. Here's Ayo Desumu talking about the season opener and how this team knows they can reach a lot higher than a game against North Carolina A and T. Um, I think it was very successful because, you know, we got the win. Um, we overall, the team, we, we did a lot of great things. Um, we, we, how many turns did we have? We only had 15 total turnover. That's pretty good. 
Uh, we shot 17 from 31 from three. You know, that, that's well. That was our, our, um, our downfall last year. We didn't shoot a well from three. And we had a lot of assists, um, 31 assists to 15 turnovers. You know, that's great. So we got to build off this. We play again, play um, Chicago State tomorrow. We're going to come out and, and try to go harder and try to keep competing. This is day one of our goal, but it was nice to, you know, actually get out there and compete against another team. It's a steady grind for the team. I, I think they are very willing to go out there, win big games, and and still want to grind the next day. Um, which is really good to see. And I think that that's kind of built into the mindset of Brad Underwood that you're always trying to get better. Um, and that mindset has kind of turned um, or created improvement in all, all the players. You know, even Io, who had a great season last year, who was an All-American, improved. So, um, you know, with that improvement, what's next for him and, and what's next for this team is a Final Four um, and a, uh, um, a National Player of the Year. Yeah, you win by 60, and after the game, Kofi Coburn's on Memorial, or excuse me, State Farm Center's court, running their backs on the baseline and practicing the hook shot. After a game, you just won by 60 and had a double-double. Brad Underwood said after the game, um, last year we had to pull teeth to get guys to do that. This year they want to do that, and I think that's awesome. It speaks to the type of improvement this team has had, not just like top um, not just at the top, but top down. The whole team is trying to get better, and the whole team looked a lot better today. And with that, let's hear from uh, Brad Underwood about the first game back, despite everything that has gone wrong and prevented Illinois from being on the court for the last 262 days. Well, I think before we get started with um, anything about the game, it's just unbelievable to be back playing. And uh, so many people have worked so hard uh, not just in our in our in our conference, but our university. Uh, the players have persevered through so much uh, that um, you know there'll be good, some good books come out someday about all of this uh, past eight months. But uh, uh, we've 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 had 32, 33 practices total, uh, and um, it was nice to see uh, a different uniform and a, a different jersey and. Um, you know, very good A&T team, which we played last year. Uh, and you're always curious how your freshmen are going to play. Uh, you're going to, you know, how you guard, you, what, you're, what you get exposed to. Uh, and, you know, lo and behold, we get, we get off to a really good start because of a freshman. And uh, I thought Adam was tremendous uh, early. And then I thought our defense uh, in the first half was, was really solid. Uh, we contested shots at a very high level. It's one thing we've been uh, talking about a lot. Uh, I thought we held them to one shot. And then um, I think we were uh, really, really explosive in transition. And that's one of the things that, uh, that we like to do uh, is get out and score and run. And, and, um, and for the most part, even in the half court, then our shot selection was very, was very, very solid. So uh, I was very pleased with the first half. And uh, you know, and then as we got into the second half, we continued that pace and that tempo, and and uh, you know, able, were able to establish Kofi a little bit uh, to start the second half. But um, all in all, good opener. Freshman got the feet wet, got a lot of experience, and uh, uh, now we get to go do this again tomorrow, and and uh, against a new opponent who will throw something different at us, and and uh, we're excited for that challenge. Always good to hear from Brad. There, I thought it was interesting him saying. 
um, a lot of books will be written about the last eight months. And I think he's 100% right, but may- maybe there'll be a book written about the season when it's all said and done. Yeah, well, hopefully that, that'd be pretty cool. It, it, you know, it's very extreme circumstances, but um, and, and that makes you worry a little bit because um, on any given year, you know, with, with some crowd noise, State Farm Center is an electric place to play, and it's very hard to play there. So um, that would have given Illinois a little bit of a boost, but um, you know, shout out to Brad Underwood. He's a guy who is very hard on his players. Um, we saw him yelling <laughs> when we were already up by 60, telling his guys what to do. Um, but deep down, you know, he is a player's coach. He loves his players and, um, he loves being at U of I and, and was honestly grateful. Obviously Thanksgiving is today. He was grateful for, um, you know, all the hard work that, um, whether it was, it was Brad, you know, the team, um, you know, the staff or, you know, the um, State Farm Center um, employees. It, it it was a team effort today by everyone, and uh, it's nice to see that all kind of come together. Yeah, and, and obviously it, it's weird without fans. It's going to be weird without fans. But Brad even said after the game he talked to Io, and he was like, all I noticed was the other team had a different color jersey. He He didn't really notice the fans. And I think that speaks to this team's energy, being able to stay up, stay upbeat, um, stay motivated without the crowd doing it for them. Um, I think Lovey said it at the beginning of the year, and I know it's a totally different sport, but he said if you're relying on the crowd to motivate, you play a different sport. So, I mean, both these teams get it. Um, without crowds, they can still uh, generate the energy. And with that, that'll be a wrap for this edition of Oski Talk. Thank you all for listening. And obviously, like Patrick said, it is Thanksgiving, so we just want to express how thankful we are for each and every one of you listening to us week in and week out. It's our pleasure to be uh, talking to Illini Sports with you guys. So with that, ILL. I and I.